Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everybody. How are you? So awesome to have you here on this Monday afternoon. Boy, do we have a lot to talk about. And on Mondays, it means Sean Salisbury, but due to vacations and travel and things of that nature, uh, it's been a minute. Sean, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, my friend. Good to be with you. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I have no complaints at all. Here we are. It's the uh, all-star break. We got Major League Baseball, the Midsummer Classic in Seattle. Probably the four players that most fans want to see. Otani, he's playing. Judge and Trout. They're hurt, and the new phenom for the Reds, De La Cruz, hasn't played enough, but it is the All-Star game. I wanted to ask you, you are in a baseball-rich community like Houston, defending world champs. What do you think the state of the game is here in 2023? For the for the uh, Astros are all over the league. Just all every, over the all league. Over. You know what? I It's been an odd year, hasn't it? I'll yes. tell you what I do like. I mean, I for all, I hate – Teams not being at full strength when you see Judge hurt and, you know, here with, you know, the Christian Javier tired and, and the Jordan Alvarez and mm-hmm. Altuve. Now, I'm sure across baseball, fans don't feel too sorry for the Astros, and I get it because of what's gone on, right. but they've become such a villain. I think the state of baseball, Grant, I'm, I'm, one is I'm actually uh, encouraged and surprised. You know, I'm not a big rule change guy just to change. But the games are moving. I actually yep. like the tempo they're going at. We're forcing guys to focus quicker. I like the fact that we're running more. I think the state of the game is good that way. And I'll tell you, even though we've got some veteran stars like Trout Trout, and those guys, you know, beat up, guys that we love to watch. But unfortunately for the judges and Trouts, we've seen this movie a few times yeah, before of course. for some, right? Lance yep. McCullers in Houston. I think the state of the game's good, and I'm going to tell you why. There's some all-new phenomenal young talent that's but we we probably say this every year but i i love the talent the de la cruises of the world who are changing the way you play stealing second third and fourth in the matter of a blink of an eye was off the friggin charts but amazing that's just it is grant and you know what when you start to look around the league i mean take a look at the baltimore orioles if you don't love that story Yep. Then, then you, you just don't love baseball the way they've turned it around. Or the Padres, can they get back at it? Can the Astros think about what Dusty's done? And I'll just say this, and I, you know, I'm a diehard Sox fan. Heck, they're a handful of games over 500. You can't get out of last place in that brutal American League East. I think the state of the game is good. Here, here's Grant. The thing that's baffling to me is the like, for instance, the Astros. And a compliment, and I'm just saying this because our guy Dusty, and you know how we feel yep. about him. Yep. This may be his best job done. Wow. They've been beat up. Yep. Four fists of their starting rotation. 
Three of them at one point were rookies. Verlander gone. Obviously, Cole started tonight. That's been a couple years. McCullers out for the year. Garcia out for the year. I mean, you go up and down the roster, and they're two games out they're of first place. Two games out. Two games yes. out. And then yep. the, the plus run difference was like 149 where 147 with the Rangers in the division. So if you can go like that and play on that Dow Jones part of it and be in position after one series to still be in first place. So Astro fans are excited about that. But I think the overall picture, fun stories to watch. We're seeing some new young players, some pitching. Strider in Atlanta, what he's doing, as I mentioned, Dela yep. Cruz, the Baltimore Orioles. I think there's some phenomenal stories, not okay. to mention that the Atlanta Braves and Tampa are pretty good. But I like seeing our stars, but we've got some good ones, even though we got some hurt. And Otani, mm. just stop the MVP talk and forget yep. about it. Give, it to, Give it to him now. This guy's the best. He, he's the greatest. It's the biggest freak show story in the history of this game, and I'm talking about Babe Ruth included. All right, I'm going to give you a team that still, for some reason, people don't want to talk about. Year in, year out, they're near the bottom of the league in payroll. They're 27th out of the 30 teams in payroll. And every year you look at the standings and they're right up at the top. The Tampa Bay Rays, once again at the All-Star break, leading the American League East, where a team like the Yankees that has more money than they know what to do with, second in payroll, okay, second out of 30 teams. And they're, they've fallen flat on their face. I don't know what it is about Tampa that they're able to do this year in, year out. But I have a lot of respect for that organization, Sean. It's pretty amazing what they do with so little. No question. And, Grant, if we were talking about the two teams that are just been phenomenal, I mean, and yet the way Tampa, like we said, Baltimore's two games away, two, I think two or three games out of first place with them. They've been phenomenal. Young talent, the Wander Francos, we know how good he is. They're pitching. They're always well-managed. The organization does a great job with their homegrown players. And when they go out and get somebody – he, he pans out. I mean, from a Rosa Reina to Franco. Yep. And then look what Bruce Bochy. Talk about a, 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 a culture change. Immediately yep. comes in and they become a World Series threat. And that's mm -hmm. with DeGrom hurt. I mean, so, yeah, yep. I'm with you, Grant. That Tampa franchise in a bad – Imagine if they had a great ballpark to go to all the time. Oh, my God. Their attendance was up. The worst stadium in baseball, that in Oakland. It's terrible. Yeah, 100% uh, agree. Yep. So, I think the state of the game is good. We're at that time when, okay. you know, listen, you got you got to suck it up as a player and even as a fan to grind yep. through August. Dana Brown, the Astros GM, said August is the toughest month yep. because it's it's late and some teams are yep. out of it. You just come out of the trade deadline. The trade deadline is going to be as important for teams like the Rangers. No question. It's the Padres, the yep. Astros at this stage. You Who's keep saying the Padres. You, got, you still believe in the Padres? You know, I know. Great. Here's what I don't understand is why they're where they are with that with with the play. I mean, you go through the roster and you're like, there's no way this team can be like. That's why I'm saying, if I'm them with all that, you got to be a buyer at the deadline. We got more buyers than sellers. So who's going to get that one great arm? Who's going to be able to go in and get somebody or Lewis Robert from if if the White Sox are selling a handful of their players, Dylan Cease. Where are you going to get these guys? It's going to be huge. General manager's yeah. job is going to be difficult between now and August 1st. All right. Uh, here's a, a message that I know is going to warm your heart. Uh, here's a story I thought I would share with you guys. Uh, you've talked about this issue before. My sister came across a dog that was left attached to a pole for days, and the owner moved out of town. Luckily, they found it in time and were able to give it a new home. Just amazing how often we hear stories like this. I got to tell you what, there's a really, really hot seat in hell for people that do this to their dog. Yep. Yep. Uh, first off, if you don't, if you're not going to be able to commit to the dog, don't buy one. Uh -huh. If you are going to go rescue a dog, 
rescue it and do it the right way. Grant, I saw. Listen, we're no longer we're not in the days where we're training dogs to 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 compete in events or to fight each other. Mm-hmm. I saw on social media guys got a pet pit bull, you know, ears cropped, which I just to me think is so cruel. There's some place won't even allow you to do it. It just bugs me. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I'm into dogs and I understand competitions when you're showing a dog. You ain't there to show a pit bull. You know what it was there for? He had it strapped to a machine running on a treadmill. And I'm like, how do we not waltz into that guy? Say, this is not, what's he training? And the other, tra- the, the other pit bulls jumping up, trying to grab stuff out of this guy. So obviously they're training him to do what? Fight. I thought, I mean, stop sure. it. It's, it's, it's abuse. This is a great ending to a story. Sea uh, Dog, thank you for sharing. Because I, I'm telling you, man, I, I don't get how you do this. And dogs are more resilient than humans. I mean, yeah. the one we recently rescued fits in like it was never abused. And I'm thinking, can you imagine as a human how bitter we'd be if somebody did that to us? So uh, not to get off the beaten path, but th- th- that's a great ending to a story. So thank you for sharing that that's that, that there. And that dog will turn into be a great dog because somebody cares about it. It's humans are so, some of them are just disgusting and disrespectful. Unfortunately, there are people that do that to humans. You just talked about a movie you just saw on uh, Twitter. And so, it's you know, exactly I mean, not, right. not to go off on a tangent here, but the thing I love about you, we don't just talk about sports. We talk about real life stuff. And, you know, we there are a lot of parts of our world that are so sick. And I think sometimes it's good to have a movie that you just went and saw uh, to to expose us to really like don't don't turn your head away from what the hell's going on in this world, you know? Grant, listen, everybody has their political affiliation. When I tell somebody to go watch a movie, it had nothing to do with if you voted for one dude or the other. Mm It has nothing to do with if you're a a, a left wing or right wing or if that QAnon or whatever it's pronounced or Democrat or liberal. It has nothing to do with it. I agree. If it's a good performance and it's meaningful. Mm -hmm. We don't have enough meaningful. Hollywood repeats so many damn movies. Now, I don't know what's coming or going. I mean, we get some stories. And then when they're true and they Mm -hmm. hit home. I mean, when we're talking about it, was it was the uh, Sound of Freedom with Jim mm-hmm. Jim Caviezel. Yep. Grant, I, just for anybody, listen, politics shouldn't cross over the line of whether we keep kids safe. Okay. That's exactly right. Kids say this isn't political show. We talk about everything. I don't give a rat's ass who you vote for. That's your either. business. I'm not trying to convince you. What I do care about is if you're Democrat, Republican, liberal, black, white, tall, short, uh, female, male, gay, straight. Is that kids are always the number one priority? We got to protect them. Yep. And as it says in there in the quote, Jim Caviezel is God's children are not for sale. I spent three quarters of that movie in tears, rage tears, sad tears, thinking it's not just happening in other countries. It's happening on our soil on a regular basis. Yep. And this isn't a speech or, you know, stop voting for this person. You decide that. I'm just telling you, politics should never in, enter when we're trying to keep our kids safe. So when I post that, I got a chance, Grant, quick story. Yep. I was I was honored or record honored about the hell. It's been 15 years maybe now. Whenever the just around the Passion of Christ time, myself. Whenever James Garner was alive, hell, I don't even know what that was. Grant, the last time you know from Rockford Files. Oh boy, there's about 25 of us that were yep. at the Indy 500. I was doing television ESPN. They drove us around just before the race started in front of all those fans. Wow. In in. Uh, Wow. Each, each one of us had a, a convertible vehicle. I don't say this is a pat on the back. It's leading to something. And so we we're all there in one car to go at a time, and we'd follow each other and drive around the whole Indy Motor Speedway, which wow. was my first trip to Indy. I was, like, taken aback. First of all, I'm like, I don't belong with these names, but thank you for 
I don't, I don't even remember the reason other than the fact, you know, I was doing TV and they, were, sure. they, they had, I think it was Martina McBride was one of them, myself, James Garner, Jim Caviezel, there are 25 people in a great group. And I'm like, this is Sesame Street. One of these things, not like the other. I don't belong here, but I was going to milk it and talk to people and, and like fanboy, right? <laughs> well, just happened to be standing next to Jim, Jim Caviezel at the time. All he wanted to do was talk about sports and seeing on TV and love sports. I'm like, oh, you shouldn't know me, but thanks. All I want to do is talk about his acting career and a phenomenal human being. Now, you know, you, you can judge Caviezel how you want about politics, but I can tell you this, his meaning of trying to get this out there so we stop dr- sex trafficking and pedophilia among these young kids, yeah. it was a it, – it, I'm telling you, if you haven't seen it, forget throw the politics through. out. Go watch it like you're watching a movie. Uh-huh. And understand that this is not just kind of happening. Mm-hmm. This is this is gut wrenching. And for any of us that have children, you you will or yeah. it, it it was I not just eye opening, Mike. It was eye popping and gut wrenching. Grant, I'm just telling you, the next part of my charity with money I earn on a, on a new show, I'm doing a third of it. I'm given to whether it's research or helping or whatever it is, charity mm-hmm. to. So, and, and mine little may not help, but to create awareness for the yes, everything helps. And, and I, I'm on a, I don't know, want to call it a mission, but like, or a crusade, but to do whatever I can to see the movie, but also, anytime you can save one of these kids' lives because you saw something that, you know, yeah. could lead a tip to somebody, go see it. I love friggin' love, love what Jim Caviezel does with this movie, and we need to see it. You just do. Uh, I saw well it. It's off the charts. Well said. As I said, it's I love kids, talking to you man. It's our kids, right? Yeah. Protect I, I those it. who can't protect themselves is all I care about. Forget Amen. who you voted for. That's all I care about. I love it. I love it. I love you because, you know, we are able to talk about these topics other than sports. So that's that's awesome segment right there. I want to get back to sports for a moment before uh, we have to say goodbye. Um, I did a rant on this today. I do not understand how a 19-year-old playing in a summer league game after 10 or 15 minutes is being evaluated and put into a box of he's going to be this, he's going to be that, he's going to be this, he can't do this, he can't do that. I'm talking about Victor Wembanyama, who, by the way, won't be playing in Summer League anymore. After last night's game, they've shut him down now, and he's going to be getting away, and he looked more like a number one pick. But you're playing against non-NBA competition. It's Summer League. And yet I was just blown away at all of the people. And I'm talking about people that – cover the NBA for a living and people that have, you know, are verified. And I'm, I just, can we, can we just wait a minute? Can we just wait a minute before we completely evaluate an individual? Grant, it's why, because people are fucking hot take stupid. That's why. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine in your job when I don't want you to tell me one, not you, anybody, well, look at the money they make. I don't care if you're worth a billion. We don't judge CEOs after one day on the fucking job. Pardon my French. Yep. And with Wembenyama, I know, oh, they, they're already boxing him in. The ones who saw his first performance, even before that, to my guy from uh, Gonzaga, who was drafted and hurt, skinny guy from last year. Chet Holmgren. Um, Chet Holmgren. Yeah, yeah, Chet Holmgren, the kid from Minnesota who uh-huh. went to high school in Minnesota. That, and I know he was hurt, but, oh, yeah, he's going to be hurt. He's frail. We see one game where he struggles shooting. It's called the NBA. I'm sure it's, it's, he was urinating down his leg, nervous, which is the, mm-hmm. the expectations, which are absurd. He's Just like a quarterback comes in, we're supposed to compare them all to Brady and Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back and has a big night, and now he's going to the Hall of Fame. Slow it down, man. Yep. Every comment you make and every observation doesn't have to be, 
for hot take TV shows and for get, to get a reaction and clicks because it makes you look more important. Quite frankly, it makes you look like a dumbass idiot. And you lose credibility if you're judging Victor on two games. Now, I'd shut him down too. I don't want. I don't need him playing against guys he should dominate. Let me get a little look, get it going, get a little feel. Uh-huh. I need. I need you ready for the fall, dude. Get out here. We'll start working. Start working with your shooting coach. Let's beef up. Get you in the weight room. The it is absolutely and. I know I didn't play it as well as a lot of guys, but I did play it, and <laughs> expectations were high for first-rounders in. But with all this social media, we've gotten to the point that we want to crown a Hall of Famer. So if you're on TV or radio and you're like, the guy's a bust, if you have an opinion, state it. But if yeah. you're going on two games, he's a Hall of Famer a bust, you're just a dumbass idiot, and I, credibility <laughs> goes out the window. Okay, And, and you should – Give that check back for that week of segments for shows, you dipshits. It's a, it's a guy trying to make a living. Give the kid he, – he barely got done with the prom. Right. He, I mean, he may not even been yeah. to the prom yet, okay? Right. So let's let the guy prove to us he can or can't play. Good gracious, we are so ridiculous oh. in our judgments of a guy after two games. Unbelievable. Uh, hey, hello, Down Under. Uh, we appreciate you joining us from Australia. All right, I got to ask you – it's been a while since you and I have talked. Uh, you got a new coach in Houston, and Ime Yudoka, and I know it's everyone's Astros, 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 but they went out and spent a ton of money on Fred, uh, Fred Van Vliet. Then they got Dylan Brooks. Approval by fans in Houston, or they're not even talking about it right now? No, they're talking about it, but as long, it goes like this, Grant. It goes, well, we're still Astros, you know, nut jobs. We all are. <laughs> and, oh, my gosh, Udoka, really good hire because he had success and and some discipline and what he's bringing to the team. Oh, but football's around the corner. What's Stroud? You know, the eerie similarities, Grant, to, to Udoka and D'Amico, two new coaches that people wanted in. Yeah. Uh, high first-round picks that you had to go out and get guys to make a difference. You mm-hmm. are on a team that, that your stars, Harden and Watson, left and didn't leave under the very f- most favorable situations. I know it's different situations, but not favorable. So the, 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 the similarities between those two franchises are – a, a bit eerie when it comes to damn what they're where the and both of them finished in last place in the, you know that one one's 22 games the other one's three and ties one so yeah. i think that the, there's more buzz around the teams combined in this city of those two than we've had in a long time here it, it's true that's good grant now as far as the approval udoka approval yep stamp people are excited about it two is is that when they went out and got van vliet love the energy championship resume more than James Harden. People did not want Harden back for the most part because they thought he would stunt the growth of the young guys. And three, uh, no, no doubt. And then the question was Dylan Brooks. Now, who's Dylan Brooks? Did Was it just a product of Memphis? Yes, he's, he's the heel guy, you know, played the heel in Memphis. But he's an all-defensive player. He brings great energy. The question is, how will Udoka handle it? So, hey, when you get in other teams' head, that's great. Just don't let it affect your own team. Yeah. And if you can push that envelope, and, and toe the line, and every now and then go ahead and get you a technical and go over it, but be smart. I think it can be now $90 million, $86 million worth a lot of money. That's a lot of good defense, but the team needed somebody because they didn't have any commitment to defense, Grant. They can score. Green can score. You saw Jabari Smith pump in 38. They can do it, but the key is the, the energy of Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks on the nasty side, on the defensive side, and they both bring that. So, Listen, what's a quantum leap, Grant? Twenty-two to thirty-four wins. You know, you you, you go, you you actually get ten more wins. Yeah, they're not a playoff team yet, but they are heading in the right direction. I would expect this team gets in that thirty-win category this year, and maybe two years away from challenging for a play-in. I like the moves they've made. 
All right, last thing for you, and I'm asking you to look into your crystal ball. I don't have the answer to this, but the new NBA in-season tournament that's going to start end of November and run through December, do you think the teams are going to care? Do you think the players are going to take this seriously? I mean, they're going to be regular season games, so they are going to count towards the standings. But, you know, we hear so much about, well, the season is long enough. This is not going to increase games uh, except in the championship round. Load management, injuries, blah, blah, blah. Good for the league, or do you think, what the hell are they doing? A handful of games. I'm still trying to figure out why we need this in November. Or is it December, early December? You know why? Because they, they, they can't compete against the that's, NFL, Sean. That's exactly the only reason. Football. And guess what, Grant? No offense. You're not going to pique my interest by a handful of games in December. when no. foot, that, That's when it's nut-cutting time. We just yep. got done with the Heisman Trophy voting. Uh-huh. We're waiting on bowl games. There's a, there's a I get that in college. But the NFL, this is where it's nut-cutting time. They're trying to make playoffs. So, listen, I know the NBA does all this stuff. I don't even know how to follow this play and stuff early in the – I mean, we haven't even put a, a hard ball to the hardwood floor and we're now I doing know. a tournament. And then you're going to give each player a half a million dollars for, win, for winning that play-in as if they need more incentive. It's I a know, money it's a grab, and, and I don't get it. Whatever happened to just compete – and load man, screw your load management, dude. You're getting paid. If you're hurt, sit it out. If you're not, and the, and the incentive winning. didn't mean shit in the All Star game. It was the worst right. NBA All Star game that we've ever seen, and they had just great incentive need. for winning. It's just, a joke. Just what we need: two hundred million dollars guaranteed, and give a guy another half million because he decided he didn't want to take three extra games off. Uh, to me, it's There's it's no. a it's not only a money grab; it's a gimmick. Yeah, and we don't need any more gimmicks. We got enough Amen. playing shit. It's tough enough to follow. Amen. And no offense, NBA, it's, it's a good league, and it's great but players, you're right. great talent. You're not going to even – you have no shot of even impacting the NFL schedule ratings-wise no. in early December no. when they're heading for their playoff push. No. Enough. And real Enough. quick before I go, I just wanted to answer one question, Grant. Somebody asked me, did I get more fired up at SC for UCLA, USC? Different reasons. Locally, you played against those guys in high school, UCLA. You wanted that because you bragged about it the whole year long because they're 12 miles apart. Notre Dame was the national – Mm-hmm. the bragging because it's a yep. historic rivalry you got to brag on the national up both brought it to you one brought out a little more anger ucla the other brought a little more out dude you know this is the national game you better be on your best because it goes down in that notre dame sc hey, historical rivalry if you don't mind me saying for someone that grew up on the east coast usc notre dame was a must watch right. game Regardless USC, of where you went to school, you had to watch it, right, yeah, Grant? USC, yeah. UCLA didn't mean anything to me on the East Coast. No no right. disrespect. But, you know, right. the USC, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, no way I was ever missing that game year in, year out. Right. It's To me, it's it's one of those it's one of those games that you say, if I'm in Baton Rouge or I'm in the East Coast or I'm waking up, I got to I, I gotta watch SC Notre yep. Dame just because of the history of this rivalry. And when they're both good, it's one of the best rivalries in all of football. In your years at USC, what was the record against Notre Dame in the four years? I think we split, Grant, and then I was hurt when I think we split. And then they went on that run. We went on a run after, but when Lou Holtz was there, I think they beat the Trojans like 13 straight times or something. And then it flip-flopped. It goes back. Golick and I battle about this stuff all the time. I'm not sure who had to wear the jersey or won the money more, but we're probably broke even all these years later. That's the way it usually works. I've had had so many great conversations with Tim Brown over the years whenever I have him on my show talking about that rivalry and, you know, his place in Notre Dame lore and, you know, talking to you with all the great players you play with. I find it to be fascinating conversation. Yeah, if you just take the, the the players from both those programs that went from college to the NFL, <laughs> I, I think we'd be pretty good uh, all in the history. And I'll tell you this, 
I'm going to give me by bragger rights. We got Caleb Williams, so I'm going to say we got a pretty good chance of winning this year. <laughs> I'll take us this year in 2023. <laughs> hey, have a good week, buddy. I appreciate it. And by the way, South Bend's as good a place to play as there is on the planet, even as the visiting team. Yeah. That place is, gives you the chills. I loved it. Thank you, and we'll talk to you next week, brother. Thanks. All right. That's good stuff with uh, Sean Salisbury. I love talking to him. So awesome. It really is. Absolutely incredible. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Hey, I want to say thank you to uh, Bennett's Restaurant, soon coming to their third location in Rockland at the Blue Oaks Town Center. Prime seafood and steaks at Bennett's. Go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com to check out their fill menu and everything else they have going on, such as the weekend brunch, the weekend prime rib, over 50 different types of wine available by the glass. Go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com. Come. Fire away with some questions uh, as we've got time right now. Uh, what do you what, do? You agree with Sean? Uh, I did. I played lacrosse at college. Uh, do you agree with Sean about the NBA in-season tournament? I do. I think he's spot on. I think he is spot on. I got a story about South Bend playing or being a special place. I played in the first ever lacrosse game at their football stadium. First time lacrosse had ever been played in their football stadium, and I was playing for Bowling Green. There you have it. I'm, nobody was at the game, but it was incredible to dress in the visitor's locker room and walk down those stairs and go through that tunnel and onto the field, and I just was uh, imagining what it would have been like to come out of that tunnel on a Saturday afternoon in the fall, you know? Um, there was a lot of running in lacrosse. I only played attack, so I only stayed on half the field. But even with that said, yes, there is a lot of running uh, in lacrosse. I have not watched maybe more than 10 minutes of summer league. I have very little interest in it. All right. Uh, dream golf course to play one day. It's a great question. I, I don't want to sound like, um, I mean, it would be Augusta because I've played Pebble Beach. I've played Spyglass. I've played the old course at St. Andrews. So it would have to be Augusta, you know, it would have to be Augusta. Good question. What about you? What about you? What's your dream golf course to play? I mean, you can play Pebble because it's public. You can't play Cypress Point. You can't play Augusta. So that's, that's a great question. And again, I was absolutely, um, blown away going to St. Andrews and playing over there is incredible. I don't think there is a best NFL city. And I, I don't know. I know a lot of people might say Green Bay, but I don't know. Uh, I have played Beth Page Black, and it's absolutely the hardest course I've ever played. There are a couple holes I couldn't even carry the ball onto the fairway. I mean, it's incredible, you know? Wow. Hey, folks, I want to talk to you about Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. I've got to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. That is until I found Z-Biotics. Z-Biotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, 
alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Z-Biotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. Just remember to make Z-Biotics your first drink of the night. Drink responsibly and you'll feel your best tomorrow. And again, I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then I was at a birthday party. Uh, my buddy and his wife had rented out a restaurant, and I had a couple of drinks, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot tonight. And you know what, folks? Believe me, it is the real deal. Vacations, weddings, birthdays, reunions. Hey, there's so much going on, right? Get the most out of your spring plans by stocking up on pre-alcohol now. Go to zbiotics.com slash grant to get 15% off your first order when you use grant at checkout. Zbiotics is back with 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember, go to zbiotics.com slash grant. Use the code grant at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, probably not. I've got still pictures, but I don't know of any video uh, that exists. That's for sure. You know? All right, Miggy, uh, as an Aussie. Pebble Beach, we have some okay courses, local to me, but the U.S. have all the ones I want to play. What about Scotland? Any desire to go play in Scotland? You know? Absolutely. Um, I have not seen the new player profile video, and I'm not sure. So, Cody, help me out here. What What is it that you find intriguing about it or good or bad about it, you know? So let me know. I, I like the fact that they sign Alex Len. It gives them some depth, Pam. I don't think he plays a lot, but I think it gives them some depth. And uh, for that reason, uh, I like it. I really do. I think it's good, you know. I'll tell you what else is good. Uh, when you have plumbing needs and repairs, go to New Works Plumbing. That's SACServicePlumbing.com. Call the number on your screen. Remember, New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you. 24-7 service. It's all there for you. SACServicePlumbing.com or call the number on your screen. Love the questions here on this Monday afternoon. Thank you, Pam, for joining us here on the stream. And I want to say once again, thanks to uh, Sean Salisbury. Um, was there a lot of high checks on lacrosse? You got hit in the head a lot. That's my problem. Yeah. You know, lacrosse is a pretty rough sport. And it was, I mean, I play, I always had the ball. So at the end of games, I would have slash marks up and down my arms. I mean, you have, I wore a pad that went from here to about there and your gloves go to about there. I didn't wear shoulder pads and, you know, you would get, you know, at the end of the day, you'd have welts and I mean, it was part of the game, you know, it was part of the game, but it was. I started playing lacrosse when I was in second grade. Loved it. I played all the way 
uh, until I was 50. I played club lacrosse in Sacramento until I was 50. I'll tell you a real funny story, if you don't mind me, you know, tapping myself on the back here. I went and played uh, at a summer league game in Roseville. And so we had a game and my wife and two kids at the time were very small, but old enough to watch dad play. And we line up to start the game and the officials are talking to us. And then I go to the restraining line to start the game. And the, the guy, or I should say the kid that's guarding me goes, uh, how are you, Mr. Napier? Because this was a league that was mostly college kids that were home for the summer that were playing lacrosse. There were a couple of older people, but I mean, I was 50. Okay. I was 50. And uh, I said, I'm good. Thank you. And then I'm saying to myself, I'm going to abuse you. And I ended up having five goals that game, but it was a, a hard game for me. I got checked a couple times. Um, I got knocked down onto the uh, AstroTurf. I had skin one of my legs. I got slashed a number of times over my, my shoulder. And I'll never forget this. So I have five goals. And at the end of the game, I'm walking to the car and I can barely walk. And I get in a car and I turn to my wife and I look at my kids in the back seat. I go, that's the last game you'll ever see dad play. He's not, he's done. That was, that was the last game and you were all here to watch it. And I had five goals and that's it. No more for me. I couldn't do it physically. I mean, I literally was playing against college kids and I played box lacrosse too, which was even rougher. And I was done. That's it. You know, I did do, I did say that. I, I, I'm like, I'm saying, I'm going to abuse you. You call me Mr. Napier. Okay. He was very nice. I did talk to him a couple times throughout the game. I, I don't mean to say he, he was, he was, a, he was a good guy. I asked him where he went to college, um, asking him, you know, how long he'd been playing and uh, incredible. But I, I played lacrosse. And not bragging, but I was better than most people, particularly on the West Coast. Uh, we used to play against UC Davidson Club. We used to play against Sac State. We used to embarrass them, embarrass them. As a matter of fact, when I lived in El Dorado Hills, uh, the high school coach would ask me to scrimmage with his players. And I would go down and play against the Oak Ridge lacrosse team and be in their scrimmage to help them move the ball and you know, work on extra man and things of that nature. But I mean, when I went to, when I was in Sacramento playing, Sac State was just starting to play. UC Davis was just starting to play. And it was, I mean, they were just playing for the first year or the second year. And it was not very pleasant to see. I mean, and, I, and I'm not saying this in any disrespect. I'm saying this because it's the truth. You could take a ninth grade team on Long Island, where I'm from, and put them on the field against Sac State or UC Davis when I started playing against those teams in the, I guess that would be in the 90s, and the ninth grade team would have abused them. Sac State or Davis, wouldn't, they would have never had the ball. They would have never had the ball. I mean, the ball would have been on one side of the field the whole game. So lacrosse is a tough sport, you know. It's a it's – a, Tough sport, you know. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, 
I always, I played high school football and our season ended on a Saturday. And on Monday, I had my lacrosse equipment out and I was working um, outside. Didn't matter what the weather was. I would go against the wall and boom, 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 left, 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 right, left, right for hours. And then at the lunch break at school, well, you know, it could be 25 or 30 degrees. I'd be out on the field shooting at the goal. Did that all winter, most of November, December, January, February. And practice began on March 1st. And I had been good to go. And I, I, you could not get the lacrosse stick out of my hands. Could I, I can't even begin to tell you how many windows I broke in my house in Syosset. Over the uh, fireplace, we had a, a white brick wall, but it was brick, so it wasn't smooth. And I would practice quick stick when it was pouring rain out. I'd be in there, and sometimes the ball would hit the corner of the brick and take a weird bounce. And we had, to my right, heading out to the backyard, 12 windows, really, and man, I break those windows sometimes and I'd be petrified when my dad came home from work. And my dad never really got super mad at us because he always wanted us to play sports and encourage us. But that that did not go over too well when I broke windows in my living room. But that would happen uh, from time to time. But I, you could not get me to stop playing lacrosse. Didn't matter where I was. You know, I used to live right around the corner from my grade school, and they also, you know, a big brick wall. And then I would, uh, the, we, the baseball field was right next to the brick wall. So I would practice. I would be able to throw the ball against a brick wall and catch and shoot against a backstop in one motion. And so I just, and I, I was, you know, I don't want, not to brag, but I mean, I was really, really, really good in lacrosse. I broke the school record for most goals in a season, uh, most goals in a game. I had eight goals in a game once. Uh, I took it real seriously and, uh, you know, went to college and played lacrosse and then played club lacrosse until I was 50. And I just find it to be a fascinating game, phenomenal game. And I played all the positions as a kid growing up. Uh, I was defense, crease defense. Then I played goalie in seventh and eighth grade and i was actually scoring goals as a goalie taking the ball all the way down the field and scoring and i had to make a decision between eighth and ninth grade about what position i wanted to play because i was going to a, an advanced camp and it was at hofstra university on long island and it was against really mostly juniors and seniors and i was in ninth grade and i had to make a decision then all right where do i want to put my focus on and I chose attack because of my stick work and the rest is history. So I, I love it. Love lacrosse. Great game. You know, uh, my college rivalry. Well, I'll tell you a great story. Our college rivalry was probably Ohio Wesleyan, but we played at Ohio state. We played at Michigan. We played in their football stadiums. And as a freshman, the first time I was ever uh, playing Ohio state in lacrosse, the uh, Ohio State Buckeyes who just had their spring football game. And I walk out of the locker room to warm up. And standing in the locker room in his Buckeye number 10 jersey, 
full gear is Art Schlichter. And if you don't know the name, look it up. He was a very uh, polarizing figure because of his compulsive gambling after football. But he was one of the top college quarterbacks of his generation. And I walked onto the field and walked right by him. And I'll never forget this because I walked onto the field. You know, I'm an 18-year-old kid. And there are all these kids standing around Arch Schleister waiting for him to sign the autograph. And he's standing in the end zone. And I remember walking past him and walking onto the field at Ohio State at the Horseshoe as a freshman. And I remember I had five goals that game. And I'll never forget walking into the locker room that had been broken into in my watch that my dad had gotten from uh, gotten to me for high school graduation as a gift was stolen. And a lot of our players had stuff stolen. And I always talk about this story. I, uh, on Monday, took time to write a handwritten note to the athletic director at Ohio State. His name is Hugh Hinman. I still remember it. And I said, Mr. Hinman, how are you? My name is Grant Napier. I'm a freshman at the Bowling Green lacrosse team. And this is what happened and blah, 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 blah. And it wasn't mean. And it was just like, you know, I think you need to have, you know, better blah, 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 blah. You know, and again, it, it, it wasn't like I wasn't being an idiot. Never received anything from Ohio State. Not even a form letter, nothing from the secretary, nothing. And I've always, that's always irked me. I've never, ever rooted for Ohio State in anything uh, since that. You know, incredible. Uh, I did, re I attended Radio Row in Miami, in Houston. In San Francisco, and where else did I attend? It's a great question, but whenever we could work it out with this King schedule, I would fly and do a couple of days on Radio Row. There, may, oh, Dallas. I was there during the ice storm. So Dallas, Miami, Houston, San Francisco. Mm, I think that might be it. There may have been one or two. Never did it in New Orleans. So it was always fun, you know, it was always, always fun, you know, you mean Woody Hayes, uh, Woody Hayes was the coach when I was there. Yes. Woody Hayes and Bo Schembechler. So there you have it. Well, my book could be very interesting. So thank you very much. I'll let you know. I'll keep you up to date on that. Okay. Really appreciate it. Love having everyone here. Uh, we'll do a couple more minutes. I've got to get ready for my live show on Listen App. And no, it was not the 49ers Chiefs. It was the Bears and the Colts. So wrong, wrong time. Bears and Colts. I was in Miami with, uh, it was when I was working with Mike Lamb. And we were on Radio Raw, I want to say for three days, because it worked out with the King schedule and uh, we had the best time. It was great. It was fabulous. Had a great time. One of my favorite places. Uh, and then Houston was great the way they had set up on Radio Row. And I remember we got tickets to go see Yanni uh, in concert. And that was fabulous. It was an NFL event. And Bum Phillips was there. Earl Campbell was there. It was an honor of like the 50 greatest figures in the NFL. Or I can't remember. But all the... All the great players and coaches were on stage. And then Yanni was there to perform. 
uh, it was great. Well, Pam, uh, it's very simple. You can get the app on your phone. You could also go to listenapp.co, okay? Listenapp.co, and you can listen to the show that way. Or again, you can download the app, Listen app uh, on your phone. And it's very simple. And uh, I used to do the show every day. I'm now doing the show once or twice a week. And then I'm going over to this format because I've really enjoyed this uh, quite a bit. All right. No question. Well, the Giants went from playing at the Polo Grounds uh, to Yankee Stadium. I always tell the story about my dad being at the Polo Grounds for the New York Giants Brooklyn Dodgers football game on December 7th, 1941. And I remember talking to my dad and him recollecting on that day of December 7th, 1941, being at the Polo Grounds as a 15-year-old boy and then uh, three years later would be in the Pacific Theater in the Navy for World War II. But um, yeah, the Giants played at the Polo Grounds for years before they moved into uh, Yankee Stadium. Absolutely. All right. Um, do I have a favorite Super Bowl? Well, I have two. January 25th, 1987, Giants 39, Broncos 20. When I flew out to L.A. and had the most amazing experience of my life. And then being at the Indianapolis Super Bowl in 2007, when the Giants beat the Patriots with my two boys, nothing really beats that. So those two are without question, my favorite Super Bowls. One that I experienced as a crazy fanatical 26 year old, crazy, schizo New York Giants fan. Little did I know that six months later I would be moving to California, but uh, incredible, you know? Well, if they beat Syracuse, that's a hell of a performance. I almost went to Syracuse and decided not to. And then I almost went to Towson State in Baltimore. And I wanted to go to a place that was building a Division One program that I could play four years, but I didn't. Uh, but Syracuse, yeah. Syracuse National Championships. Syracuse has always been good. You know, Jim Brown was an All-American lacrosse player at Syracuse, a midfielder. Imagine trying to stop Jim Brown on the lacrosse field. All-American. An All-American lacrosse player at Syracuse was uh, Jim Brown. So, uh, tell you what, tomorrow we'll be here on YouTube. So, I think we'll do the show tomorrow at... I'm not positive, but I think five o'clock Pacific. All right. I think five o'clock Pacific is where you'll be able to find me tomorrow right here uh, on YouTube. So good stuff. Really enjoyed the show today. My thanks to Sean Salisbury. Uh, my thanks to you and your questions. And don't forget to join me on Listen Up coming up in a few minutes and then back here tomorrow at five o'clock. Have a great rest of your Monday, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me right here on If You Don't Like That. Bye-bye.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.